nah, no intro this week. Everybody, it is the seventh of November, twenty twenty, in day one of the Joe Biden presidency <laughs> era. <laughs> uh, my name is January, Justin, right? and I'm Gord. Unaffected, yeah, not a... but still deeply affected. Oh, you're definitely affected. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah you're. Uh, this is uh, episode one hundred and fifty-seven of Red Pages podcast. Quillava. Nope, this is one fifty-six. What one fifty-six? You're 156. Yeah. Quillava. I was I had the right Pokemon, but the wrong number. Hmm. It's fine. True Pokemon fans knew that I got it right. <laughs> uh, so congratulations, Justin, on uh, on the vote. Yeah. And... Uh, let me tell you, on <laughs> Philadelphia saving the country. <laughs> just, <laughs> let me tell you, uh, I was very happy to see the giant dancing mailboxes for the mail-in vote <laughs> and the enormous philadelphia city hall costume and seven thousand gritties good. very good very good time here in philadelphia where we single-handedly saved the country from fascism <laughs> the entire planet was uh on tenterhooks on pins and needles hoping yeah praying and, very uh, excited. It's it's very disappointing that it was so close. It's disappointing that it was close at all. Well, it was only close to the electoral college, right? Like he, Biden won by uh, over four million votes. Hmm. So, so uh, uh, when are you when are you Philadelphia single handedly disbanding the electoral college? Boy, I don't Come know. Come on, gritties. I'm just excited to Mailboxes. finally once once again have a president who is troubled and saddened by the horrors of the free market but not doing anything about it as opposed to one who is celebrating the horrors of the free hmm. market and not doing anything about it yeah anyway video games it's been a long 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 year it's been a long year it's been a long four years it's been a long day's night <laughs> i've been working like a dog Long, long, what is it? Long day's journey into night? Nope. You were right the first time for the Beatles reference. Right. But Long Day's Journey into Night is a play by Eugene O'Neill, which came before the Beatles song, I believe. Paperback was... writer. Paperback writer. Yeah, paper, paperback writer Eugene <laughs> O'Neill wrote Long Day's Journey into Night in 1941. <laughs> and the Beatles based their song... Uh, a day in the life about that experience. Now, <laughs> uh, did you ever see that episode of the Powerpuff Girls called Meet the Beatles? No. I never really got into Powerpuff Girls. Wow, you missed out. Uh, it was very good. There, But also there is an episode called Meet the Beatles where Mojo Jojo and three of the other villains get together and learn that if they all work together they can defeat the powerpuff girls so they form a four-man 
supervillain group called the Beat Alls. And almost every line in the episode is uh, just a quote from a different Beatles song instead mm. of having a normal dialogue script. <laughs> uh, it is very good. Um, have you seen other cartoon? Um... No. Shoot. No, I don't watch cartoons because I'm not a little baby. There's a uh, there's a cartoon right now. It's CG. You're losing me. I hate yep. CG. Yep. Oh no, no, this isn't. I'm not trying to sell this to you. Okay. It's it's uh, the whole premise is that somehow they got a license to perform every song in the Beatles library, and so every every episode is just a whole bunch of uh, shoehorned songs in. Uh, inserted in uh, uh into the story um and is this real yes Did you make this up what the heck is it called uh bugs something bugs beat bugs beat bugs beat bugs look it up it's on netflix oh okay i i i don't i've seen enough of it to get what they're going for but maybe if I don't know. Maybe if you're really into the Beatles and you have young kids, uh, this is the show the for beat, you. The Beat Alls. Nope. Beat Bugs. That's why our Guild Wars 2 guild was named the Beat Alls. Hmm. I did not pick that name, but uh, that is what that was a reference to. Oh, it's a Netflix exclusive. It's a bunch of bugs that like have to ride a train, so then they all sing to get to ride. Oh, because the Beatles have a train connection because Ringo Starr was the host of the first season of Shining Time Station. Really? Uh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he played Mr. Conductor. Huh. Uh, and then was pushed out by, uh... uh... Wanting too much money, probably, I think, <laughs> was was what pushed him out. Um... Burt Reynolds, I think, replaced him? Child-friendly. That friendly. might not be right. Um, oh, I, I was just gonna jump straight to George Carlin. It was it was George Carlin, hmm. not Burt Reynolds, but it was originally Ringo Starr for the first season. Hmm, cool. I had I had those on video when I was little. There were some good there were some good television shows on, like good live action television shows on when when I was little. And I feel like there are not a bunch of live action television shows for kids these days. That's my impression. Hmm. There's the Wiggles. The Wiggles are also. As old as I am. Really? They're still going. I know. Are they the not? Wiggles, yeah, the Wiggles have been around for 30 years. Wow. 31 years? Late 80s, early 90s? But we had, like, we we had uh, all those Jim Henson shows, which, like, they don't make Jim Henson shows anymore, partially because he's dead. Like nope. Fraggle Rock. There's a new one. There's a new Muppets show coming, oh. but not like a Jim Henson children's show. There's like, new... like, we still have Sesame Street, right? There's That's a new Jim around. Henson Presents something babies babies something Muppet babies Muppet babies is not no no not Muppet, okay. Muppet babies it's cg and it's okay well really then it's not live action writing that yeah no you're right it's not live action but it is a new jim henson uh, yeah they had um we had fraggle rock we had uh under remember did you ever watch under the umbrella tree i did i liked that it's definitely in that that slurry of uh early television memories so i'm not sure i could pick it out we got a lot of stuff imported from the the cbc when i was little and that was one of the things that came we had uh carmen san diego that was i really liked that where in the where in the world is carmen san diego it's man is that the first television show based on a video game is it based on the video game i assume the video game yeah the broderbund game came first in the like 
early 80s late 80s somewhere in somewhere in there yeah yeah based on the based on the computer game series created by broderbund software wow 1985 was the original so yeah is that the first tv show based on a video game probably not it's probably the first live action show based on a video game because when when did captain n i mean ben hur is based on super bible right captain n was not based on any one video game there was the mario super show and the zelda show in the 80s but i don't none of those were live i guess the mario show did have captain lou albano in it though he was live yeah he he taught me to swing my arms from side to side man carmen san diego was good yep had a great great theme song great soundtrack yeah i uh only only much much later realized that i had gotten into they might be giants way earlier than i uh, uh realized there was because there's that of, and there's malcolm in the because middle because of rockapella because of yeah the um what columbia house had the carmen san diego soundtrack so i would huh. just listen to that over and over again huh so here's my question as one of, unironically, un- one of the most influential, important video game characters in history, why is Carmen Sandiego not in Super Smash Brothers? <laughs> right? She is. You just you gotta look for her. Yeah. <laughs> where where <laughs> in Smash Brothers is Carmen Sandiego? Where in the world of light? Uh, she's even, I mean, she has appeared on Nintendo consoles because they put Carmen Sandiego games on Wii, so hmm. that ain't an excuse. Have you done anything else? Have you done anything at all? I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I might have mentioned the uh, the Toronto uh, Film Festival. What is that? Tiff, Tiff Bell. What does the I stand for? International. Could be. Could be international. Anyway, t- Toronto something film festival. <laughs> Probably international. Yeah. I, sure. Premiered the first two episodes of a uh, Canadian series based on a canadian book series that uh maggie and i both really liked and the first two episodes were really good so we've been watching that on cbc uh whatever it is that the 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 bbc but for canada but for if free if you're logging in from a, a canadian ip address huh anyway and uh, it's called trickster and it's pretty good um i think that they have <laughs> taken some liberties <laughs> with the story but uh it's definitely got the same kind of mandate that the the book did uh and we're we're up to i think we've seen seven episodes now and we're just waiting on the last one next week i mean i i would always prefer that a show airs on the side of being too accurate rather than uh not accurate enough but um it's it's definitely fun and interesting Probably I would recommend you read the book if you were only going to read or watch. Um, it's called Son of a Trickster. And then the sequel is Trickster Drift, which I'm sure I talked about on the podcast in the past. You definitely have. Yeah. Um, and uh, some of the show was shot in the town that we lived in up north. All the all the way up north in, uh, in North Bay. Um, so it was cool to to watch and try to pick uh, places that we recognized that and that town was called totori hmm. and that's in japan <laughs> you yeah, know japan which is in canada 
which is on Earth, which is in Canada. Uh, we've also been watching Shit's Creek. Speaking of uh, Canadian content, well, this is this is a PG <laughs> podcast. We're allowed to swear on this podcast. Yeah. The family name is S C H I T T, which is their 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 real clever way of getting around the problem that you just mentioned. Which is yeah, I've been I, told it's good. I've yeah. not watched it. It uh, I guess my parents recommended it to us, and we watched the first episode. Um, that's how what that's what what i'm hearing about it from too is from like people (laughs) that are my mom's age yeah um but we like we bounced off of it and this year they just like swept the the uh the awards is awards 2020 primetime emmy award for outstanding primetime emmy award for outstanding mtv movie award for best comedic perform this is uh this is what <laughs> this is what you, our listeners, are getting from the uh, the Google auto suggestion results. Anyway. It won a lot of awards. It that did. and um, uh, Watchmen, which was really good, also. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I guess it's just there's so much to watch. Watchmen just sort of there's just there's so much to watch, man. <laughs> anyway, um. So now we are uh, back into Shit's Creek, and it's. The New York uh, Times has yeah. called that Joe Biden has won Nevada's six electoral votes. Out of? Out of, out of six. He won all six of them. <laughs> nice. Uh, Nevada is not a state that divides its electoral votes. Hmm. I have no idea how that works. I have, are, there, are there states that do divide their electoral votes? Uh, yes. Maine and Nebraska, I believe, uh, do proportional allotment. Um so does that mean which is effectively like just doing it at the national vote right like it's it's if you're going to just do it proportional instead of first past the post all or nothing then but they're the only two states that do that so Hmm. it's almost as if they know something that we don't (laughs) what do they know that we don't that first past the post is just a bad system some garbage yeah it's a bad system uh carry on <laughs> uh yeah i guess that's it we just watched a couple of things uh i've been uh getting a lot more even more um uh what's the word edification from uh tooling around in lsdj making some music um i've been looking up tutorials and reading reading uh, PDFs. <laughs> if you were if you were in Japan while you were looking them up, would they be tutorials? Y- yep. Yes. And uh, there's your episode title. <laughs> tutorials. Yep. It's my favorite type of bird. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, I don't really have a, a lot to say about that, except that there is like it's a bunch of information out there that is all uh, spotty. Uh, and outdated, and um, I, it, I don't know. It feels like I'm doing some archaeology. Sometimes I'll just like get a bunch of uh, data to punch in to make your Game Boy instruments sound a certain way, but the information isn't compatible because uh, I don't know the the interface changed substantially enough that they're like that those just aren't measured in numbers or not in the same scale or or whatever so everything is a an interesting puzzle i think the most fun i have with this is just like experimenting and coming up with some cool sounds you're gonna you're gonna give out your uh 
your your fat comp beat compositions to our Patreon backers <laughs> as a backer reward? Hmm. I mean, I could. I don't know that that would be interesting, though. No, you you burn it to a CD and you write in Sharpie. <laughs> nope, floppy disk. Cool mix on it. Yep. Um, there you go. Maggie has has pointed out that uh, the kind of music that I'm the most drawn to making, um, which is especially apparent when it's coming up like it's it's being developed organically and like these are the things that sound cool so i'm gonna put them together as opposed to that's like, called jazz as opposed to uh composing in advance and having a a, a certain idea in mind is like it, it all leans like spooky creepy uh minor tones and things and i really like that uh, it feels really good to to make that and then play it back and um i guess it's it, this is like a very iterative uh i don't know anything about making music this is all new to me i don't even i don't have any music theory under my belt but uh like making music the way that i uh write computer programs um is very like you know do this see if it works tweak it uh listen to it tweak it listen to it tweak it listen to it move things around um it's very uh uh it's something that i can just sink into for a while um i think that's basically what i've been up to um the rest is just more of the same continue to be in some kind of lockdown or other and we'll see where that takes us oh and i've been reading um been reading a, a, a manga series recommended no, to save me it by... save it for save it for the book section i i thought books were their own section no they or, i they, thought the books not. were not their they're, own section they are they're not what <laughs> so every time that i anyway all right what have you been up to no you can talk go go tell tell me about this weeb thing that you're reading <laughs> so some real some real uh fan of the 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 medium recommended pita 10 I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I learned about Pita 10 when I was in ninth grade in Peru. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, staying in a, a fat with a family there with another friend of mine who I don't think you met. He was not able to make it to our party last year. Hmm. Um, we were staying together with this family and every morning, uh, before we got up to like go out for the day, Pita 10 came on and I watched it because it was something that I could follow, even though it was in Spanish. Hmm. Um, so I just like watched a bunch of episodes of this in Spanish and there was no English dub. Like I got back and I was like, Oh, that show was like pretty good. I should find it. And then it didn't exist because for some reason it had only been licensed in Spanish. What? Yeah. All right. It's gotta be out now though, right? Oh yeah. It has since been dubbed, I hmm. think. So I bought the comics at my comic shop cause and read them instead. And then I donated them to my local library, and like a month later, I went into the library, and they were for sale on the like one dollar <laughs> book, one dollar books cart, and I was like, did you buy them back? No, but I was like, well, clearly they did not appreciate these. Hmm. This was before libraries had like large manga collections. Yeah, I, I don't think that they would have donated them uh, if I had g- given them to them this year, for example. Yeah. Anyway. Tell, all right, what do you what do you think? Tell us about Peter Ted. 
Um, it took a while to 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 draw me in, but there's some interesting it's, things. It's cute, right? Yeah, um, it gets heavy. <laughs> there are some decisions that were made. Um, I can't tell if this one character is really dead, but it sure seems like it. <laughs> I don't really know what that like. I thought that I had a, a a grasp on what the format of the 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 story was. Um, and this is, this is, this pretty dramatically, um, big change that's been made. You got hoodwinked. And now it's just sort of like just going off in a new direction now. And I, um, the show never does that. The show always, the show presents, uh, what you think it is and then it just stays that forever. Hmm. They don't do the, hmm. I, hmm. Yeah, they don't do the back half of the story. They just do the front half forever. Oh, do they like prolong it? It just ends it? differently as a result. Uh, it, yeah, uh, diverges. Yeah, yeah. This was this was the first show that had just like a, a hyper pink-haired character that I was like, oh, those those are a good type of character. <laughs> taught um, taught me about uh, a specific type of anime girl. What the? Uh, I'm reading in black and white. Who's got pink hair? Uh, Misha. Really. I thought I feel like in the manga, it's explicitly stated that she's blonde. Uh, no. On the even on the cover of the graphic novels that I had, she had pink hair. Uh. I'm blown away that I remembered her name. By the way, just absolutely stunned that I managed to pull that one out. That's definitely some pink hair. Yeah. Hmm. Um. For, we should we should talk about what this is about for our listeners who have no idea what this is. All right, uh, it's <laughs> the story of uh, a latchkey kid in Japan who falls in love with his grandmother. That is not <laughs> what it is about. There's like the plot is the plot is like a good pitch, right? Like the the most incompetent angel and the most <laughs> incompetent demon both get kicked out of their respective realms and live next door to the same person. Like this is the plot of Good Omens, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Good Omens. I good Omens, a, but like significantly more moe. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell if like so the angel is incompetent and clumsy and. Uh, I don't know, can't cook and keeps getting yep. everything wrong. But the demon, I feel like, just has a conscience, which is probably just as bad if you're a demon. Right. Like she's not, like, she's not making a bunch of accidents that are, that, that make things go wrong for her. She's like, no, I don't want to eat souls. Don't want to do yeah, that. Yeah, seems, seems bad. <laughs> This this is also where I learned the word desu, as they said in the show. Not des, they always pronounce it desu. Yeah, uh, in the manga or the translation I'm reading anyway, Misha mm-hmm. her has this very very dramatically overdone uh, uh, vocal tick. Yeah, where she says yep. su, which yep. is just the last uh, half. Yep, that's how it works. Hmm. Anyway, so that's P to ten, huh? Yep. Where am I at? I don't know, like, I don't know how much more there is. The, the, uh, it is short for something, right? Like, the, it's, 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 uh, 
Pitami Tenshi. Hmm. Right? Something like that? I figured it was just I don't... named after the... The bread? No. <laughs> the, the, the character who is not the main character? Oh, there's still so much. No, there's not. Oh, no. There's only like three more chapters to go. Ah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll be done that pretty soon. <laughs> Um, no, one of the other characters is just named Ten. Oh. But, like, he's he's not even, he's, he's like, I don't know, B team? Anyway, um, that's what I've been reading. I'm definitely getting back to the, uh, the Jemison sto- short stories, but, um, as good as those are, they're not, like, since, since they're, like, bite-sized, I can digest one and then meander. Well, I've been doing some stuff. Yeah, tell me about what you've been hapsing. I watched, so I finished this, the, the last half of the Haunting of Bly Manor, which I talked about last time, but it definitely got better. Hmm. It felt, uh, bloated is what I would say. It should have been like three episodes shorter. That where, would be where would you trim what, it? what, where would you trim it? Uh, uh, many places. It wasn't like <laughs> one episode could have just not happened, but the entire series could have stood to be much more tightly edited. Hmm. I thought it like, it was good. I enjoyed it, but. It was not the masterpiece that the original series was, uh, or at all. I did, however, watch a different Mike Flanagan thing. I watched uh, Doctor Sleep, which is the adaptation of the Stephen King book Doctor Sleep, which is the <laughs> sequel to the Stephen King novel The Shining. Uh, and this was pretty good. I thought it was really interesting because it is an adaptation of the book Doctor Sleep, but it is visually taking references from the film version of the shining mm. so it's try it's like try to split the difference by being a plot sequel to the book but a movie sequel to the film i have not read or seen the shining um i did not really like the movie the shining i liked the book but yeah. also i read the book when i was in seventh grade so i don't know if i would like it today i probably would i still like reading stephen king stuff so i suspect it would hold up I'm of the impression um, that uh, the the adaptations are often drastically different than the original work. That is true for The Shining, for so this, sure. This seems like uh, one heck of a bridge. Yeah, so it was very interesting to me because he, he does change the ending of the movie as well. And to understand why the movie ends the way it does, like, you don't have to know this for, you know, you'll it'll make perfect sense. But... To understand why it ends the way it does, you have to have read The Shining Hmm. and seen the movie The Shining and then read Dr. Sleep, the book, Mm -hmm. to understand all of the different pieces he's trying to reconcile. Wow. Um, Yeah. And I'm not saying that you have to do that, but... (laughs) So what you're saying is... You need... By having a a cohesive ending, uh, uh, this production is seeking to... uh, distance itself from being uh accurate to well no because so so stephen king notoriously hates the shining movie and Mm. made his own version that was a miniseries and is by all accounts awful i haven't seen it (laughs) um but is entirely faithful that's the big difference yeah and um one of the things that he hates about the movie is that it changes the ending from his from the book Mm. um and Part of how Mike Flanagan got King to sign on to this project was by pitching him the ending of this film. 
mm-hmm. how he how he how he ends the Doctor Sleep movie, and King was like, "Okay, I'm totally on board." Nice. Um, it is good. It is definitely not a hundred percent faithful as a result, but I found it entertaining the whole time. It's got uh, it stars Ewan McGregor as uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, like, kind of, right? Because the Shining, like, they are psychic Hang on, wait. wizards. I'm going to, I'm, I, I am planning on, should I read it first or should I watch it first? Normally. The Shining or, or Dr. Sleep? I, I would read it and then watch the movie. I want to, like, the movie is, uh, hugely influential on film, right? Like. Yes. I definitely want yes. to see it for what it brings uh, more than just how well it tells the story. So here's right? so here's I'm... what my dad told me. Um, he said he hated the movie hmm. because he read the book and then went to see the movie the day that he... Like, he went to see the movie in theaters the day that he finished the book. Yeah. And was like, <laughs> this is atrocious. Um, I did not do that. I read the book in seventh grade and then watched the movie when I was, like, 25 or 26, I don't know, mm-hmm. and did not really like the movie. Ha! <laughs> So maybe it's just not a good movie. But, like, I respect the movie. I thought it was well made. I just didn't really, like, I didn't find it entertaining mm. on its own merits. But, like, you I didn't watched, find um, it scary. You watched that, that uh, Nazi propaganda movie. Right. You were able to appreciate I, that for the tech. Uh, um, right. Well, I also, but, like, it, I didn't like it because it, I didn't dislike it because it wasn't faithful to the book. Because I liked Dr. Sleep, and Dr. Sleep was also not 100% faithful to the book. Anyway. Yeah. So, I would say read the book, hmm. and then watch the movie. And then read the Dr. Sleep book, and then watch the Dr. Sleep movie. <laughs> and that, that'll that be the payoff? Yeah, I mean... Or don't watch the movies. Like, the books are good. I enjoyed both of them. Anyway, I also watched uh, The Mortuary Collection. I watched it twice, actually, within a week. Uh, I watched it by myself, and then I went to uh, my friend Jessie's house and showed it to her and her boyfriend, Jeff. During quarantine? Uh, Yeah, we're we're in the same quarantine bubble. (laughs) And this is uh, 100% worth watching. It is a Shudder exclusive. Ah, you're, uh, are uh, are are they giving you a kickback? No, but I just don't think it's available anywhere else. It stars Clancy Brown. Uh, you may know from many other things, such as playing uh, Blackhand the Destroyer in the Warcraft movie. <laughs> uh, uh, Long Fang in Avatar The Last Airbender. The live action? We don't talk about uh, no, action. No, the cartoon. Or oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Mr. Krabs. Mr. Krabs in SpongeBob SquarePants. There it is. But no, I would have seen it from... Uh... Shawshank Redemption. Speaking of Stephen yeah, King. he's He also is the Kurgan in Highlander, if you've seen Highlander. I have not seen Highlander. Okay. I've definitely... He's been in a million... He, yeah. he is prolific. Yeah. Uh, it is a short... It is a horror short film anthology written and, written and directed by Ryan Spindell, who uh, I think this is the first feature-length thing he's made. Mm-hmm. Um, although it is a series of short films that are loosely connected by a frame narrative as anthology films are, uh, it is great. Yeah. It is absolutely fantastic. It is about a, oh, this was a Kickstarter movie, by the way. He, Mm. he made the short film, he made a short film called The Babysitter Murders, which he uh, came out in 2015. And then 
he did a Kickstarter for this movie, and this that short film that he made was one of the segments in the full-length feature. Nice. So, like, he made a short and then used it as proof that you should give him more money to make the whole thing. <laughs> which is a very good uh, methodology. It's got a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, so... Uh, it's not it's bad. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and the plot is uh, this woman applies for a job at a mortuary... And the guy who runs the mortuary tells her stories about how various clients have died mm. over the years. Good frame narrative. Yep. And uh, the the narrator is is played by Clancy Brown. He plays Montgomery Dark. And she's like, Montgomery Dark? Really? He's like, <laughs> yeah. Um, it is very genre aware. It is very funny. Hmm. Um, and it is very much like a deconstruction of horror as a genre like it points it that each each little want film is a commentary or send up of a different type of way that horror films are made or horror stories are told hmm. so strong recommend on the mortuary collection uh which was which came to me as a strong recommendation from uh josh on horror show hot horror show hot dog nice nice so so it's uh, Read The Shining, watch The Shining, read Doctor Sleep, watch Doctor Sleep, watch listen to Horror collection. Show Hot Dog. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, we did just get out of spooky season, right? So, that's true. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I've been up to, mostly. I mean, I flew across the country, back in back on the East Coast right now. I hate flying during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Sucks. Yep. Real bad. Were there any uh, but, loud protesters? No. I live in a liberal elite hub of Los Angeles where everybody is a model Democrat. <laughs> All right. And I flew to a liberal elite hub of Philadelphia where everybody is a horrifying orange fur monster. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of assumed that these people just like lived on the plains. Mm, nope. Uh, Want to talk about some game? I, I'm waiting for the... The pluralization there. Is it, are you going to drop that? What, what? I don't know what you're talking about. You said, you want to talk about some games? I said games, plural. I didn't, I, I didn't hear that. I was waiting for it. It's, it's very important. You want to talk about some games? I would like to talk about some game because I played one well, of them. Okay, you played a, <laughs> you played a, you played game. Yep. <laughs> played bloodborne yeah I'm, I'm really worried that you're going to miss out on a bunch of stuff <laughs> i'm very concerned for you i you know what i want to i want to miss out on that stuff can i can i tell you something that is broadly true about bloodborne but not any specifics about what i'm talking about <sighs> like a fact about the game all right so in in other from software games when you miss things that are permanently missable it's like a side quest or an item or whatever, right? Am I locking myself out of the good ending? No. No, that's not what I'm talking mm. about. In Bloodborne, when you permanently miss stuff, you lock yourself out of entire zones and bosses forever. Whoa. Because you didn't go to the place before time passed. Alright, that's cool. So that's why I'm concerned for you, that you'll just like miss out on a huge chunk <laughs> of the game. I'm, uh, I'm kind of like... At least on this playthrough of this... From soft game i'm i i want that experience right okay that's fine i ju- i think that it is important as a player mm. to know that it is possible to permanently miss entire zones of the game 
Um, yeah, I like I I um, having played a few FromSoft games in the past. I, I I I my favorite way to go through is blind, and I, I like I I want I'm I'm definitely going to be playing a New Game Plus with all of the spoilers turned on. Uh, and like you know, I really hope that you find my personal favorite zone. Hmm. I am. I've been. I, I've. I've. I've gone through a few times now. I got the the tomb key. I think. Is it there? There was a a, a door in the cathedral somewhere, that was locked. And then soon after, I found the key and figured I'd go back to that door, but then just didn't play for a few months. And now I have the key, but I have no idea where the door is. I'm just like. I'm clearing out entire zones looking for it. Um, I did just accidentally was you, find Was the, this the, the Tomb of Odeon key? I think so, unless that was so just the, the... The Tomb of Odeon key unlocks the Tomb of Odeon. Oh, and I've, I've been is, there for sure. Yeah, which, like, you have to unlock that door to get to the rest of the game after Father Gascoigne. Mm, okay, then it must be a different one. It felt like I had been, like up and down uh and then at, at this one point i was lower than normal and there was a, like a long hallway with a door at the end and it's like this door's locked um it seemed like it was pretty buried in the cathedral area i because of the way <laughs> that my that that i map geography out in my head things aren't always connected in rational ways so like I, I have no mm. idea where this 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 chunk plugs in. Uh I know that there's a big door and it's locked and I needed the key and now I have the key. Maybe. I just found the uh the elevator up from the the first cathedral bonfire. I don't know Lantern, if it was just lanterns in this game. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like I don't know if that was just always there and I never saw it. Um but I went up and up and up and up and up, and then there was a locked door. It's anticlimactic. Um, I like I don't. There are a bunch of locked doors. I mean, you know, this is the the, the Dark Souls thing, the the, uh, the the Metroidvania aspect, where there are a bunch of ways that are blocked, uh, and on your first playthrough, you, you don't have perfect knowledge so you you're going to be um i don't know stumbling around in the dark for a while and i'm sure that like you know my third or fourth playthrough if i if i uh, manage to stick to it that long um i will like i will just know exactly where everything is uh but right now it feels a little uh overwhelming because i'll i'll go this way for a bit and then i can't anymore because it just says locked and then maybe at some point i'll find a key and I mean, I guess on my 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 current strategy, uh, it's just when I get a key, I go through the entirety of the game again until I find a locked door, and then I try to open it. It's not very not very comprehensive. Um, that's one of the things I'm doing. I got back into the game because there was a sale on uh, PSN subscriptions. And this is a drastically different game with multiplayer on. It is very different. I did not realize how much I would miss the uh, like just the, the the player messages 
not even like I didn't realize how much I was missing them until they were back on and it's just like night and day. Yeah, they're all over. Yeah. It was like <laughs> there's there's a there was one message in a hallway that said something like rolling ahead and then you get into the next room and it's just completely full of jars and urns. And yep. <laughs> just because of that note, I took the time to roll into every single jar in the room. It's very satisfying. Nothing in them, yep. but you got to do it. Anyway, Bloodborne is great. I, I really want the board game to come. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's supposed to be here. It could be here literally any day. Hmm. Sometimes the, it's supposed to be delivered by the end of 2020, basically. Is the uh, is, uh, is the Postal Service going back to normal now that uh, it's not being actively sabotaged for... Well, not until January. Mm. But, like, there's no reason to sabotage it now, right? Except to just be an, an ornery... Spite? Spite? Yeah. Trump's got a, two more months where he could just, like, mess things up out of spite for, uh, to make things harder. Not to dive into politics, but what, what are the odds that all of the horrifying things are going to be not reversed? I mean, some, 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 but not all of them. Hmm. Because, uh, Mitch McConnell has vowed yeah. obstruction at all causes, at all. So... We'll, we won't know until the special election in Georgia is resolved, and, you know. Is, that's not McConnell's seat, is it? Or is, no, but if just be Democrats win both of those, then the Democrats win control of the Senate, and Mitch McConnell can't do anything because he doesn't have a majority anymore. Nice. What a weird world <laughs> we live in. So you've been, uh, you've been doing chalices? I just started. I uh, There were some options, and I wanted to join somebody else's before starting my own up just to get a, a, a f- just just to feel it out. Yep. And the one at the top of the list, I just did the first one, uh, did not have a title. It was just blank. Uh, and then I went in, and there was the landing with the lantern. And then there was a doorway, and then nothing. Just like nothing for as far as the eye can see. Um, mm-hmm. and then I, I just, I, I tried to step out cause there were like some, some floating, uh, blood splotches or, or mud or whatever that is just at various points. And I could like, there, there was collision, there was terrain. I just couldn't see any of it. And I just walked around until I fell off the world and then fell for like, I don't know, hundreds of miles and then died. That sounds like a bug. That sounds like, like half of the, the first page of results just like didn't have names um is there like a huge uh is there a huge hacking scene uh in bloodborne um since it's locked to yeah yes um not hacking but there is like a weird homebrew-ish scene to where people have manipulated the chalices by solving the generation algorithms to get them to spawn like cut bosses and stuff oh that's cool yeah this and and because you can share your chalice gen tokens with other people online Mm -hmm. you could just like go online and play in those generated chalices and fight bosses where that people have restored rad yeah I mean, it had to have been possible in the code for that to shake out, right? Yeah, yep. 
like they were just unintentionally yeah so it was like bosses that had cut been cut but they still had their models and ai or stuff like that can it just so it allowed you to spawn them into the game it can just grab any model arbitrarily i i guess Hmm. well it can because it's proc gen right so it has access to the full enemy table even if it's blacklisted some of them which means that you'll never it will never uh, generate one on its own but if you know the generation algorithm you could force Mm. it to generate like you know how to make it call the right one Hmm. all right that's cool um how uh i used my i finally figured out bells i just never had to do that because multiplayer wasn't on i used my small bell uh in a chalice and was summoned Uh and fought the boss that i was stuck on and then i used Mm -hmm. my large bell and nobody uh joined me how like if it's procedurally generated how is anyone seeing the same stuff that i'm seeing how only so so some chalices are locked they're always the same and some chalices are proc gen uh when you open a chat when you start do a chalice ritual if it says root chalice in the name of the chalice when you're picking what chalice to use that one is proc gen otherwise they are uh prefab Okay. So if I... you were in like Hinterroot Chalice and your friend that summoned you is also in Hinterroot Chalice, you're going to have the same chalice as them and you're going to fight the same boss. If your opponent, if, if you get summoned into Hinterroot Root Chalice or, you know, Ailing Lauren Root Chalice, those are proc gen. Okay. I thought that only one of the, like, there's the, they're all the tombstones on the, on the, uh, to your right when you're leaving the 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 dream right um well i mean i guess this is just a whole new system for me to learn i thought that only the first one like the second one up to the last one are all the same i mean they all read as the same i don't know like if you're standing in the hunter's dream at the bottom of the stairs facing up towards the workshop is up the stairs yeah. right so left is the the chalice uh, right and doors. so uh, the the so you're and you're facing the doll yeah. um on your right are all the different teleporters to various yeah. sub zones in the game to your left are the the chalices and you just have you can stick any chalice into any of those if, as uh, the, the very and you can erase them the very first one is different though i don't know how uh, the, i don't know <laughs> i i don't remember hmm. i did a lot of chalices but i thought that the first one was like this is this is a root chalice but maybe that's not how. They... Um, the first one might be exclusively for do- for opening proc gen chalices. Mm. But yeah, there's like when it when it says do you want you know when you walk up to it it says do you want to perform a chalice ritual and it, you pick a chalice. If the one that you pick has the word root chalice in it, then it is proc gen. It will proc gen a a chalice for you. Cool. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, anyway, I'm going to explore that some more. Um, when I when I play some more. There's a lot of content in the chalices that is totally exclusive to the chalices, so... Is it like, am I going to drastically change the the state of play? Like, is this akin to, like, going and grinding for 40 levels and then coming back? Is, is the rest of the game going to be uh, different relative to my... Because I can, I can push chalices forward at at my own pace, right? Yep, they are... They are it is a separate progression path that is not the main game so i found that like if i got 
stuck in the main game, I would go off and play some chalices and vice versa. Mm. Just like gear up a bunch and... Yeah. Chalices are also how you get alternate weapons. Um, oh. Yeah. So, you know, you've let's say you've got the hunter's axe, right? Yeah. <laughs> I cannot see anything pushing that out. Uh, well, for example, um, you but every weapon or not i don't know if it's literally every weapon but many to most weapons um have ultimate forms so there's the hunter's axe but like in the hinter tomb root chalice you could find an uncanny hunter axe or you could find a lost hunter axe same moveset but different same moveset but slightly different yeah so the alternate versions of those weapons have different gem slots in them. Mm. The regular Hunter's Axe has two radial and one triangular gem slot. The Uncanny one has two radial and one waning gem slot. And then the Lost one has one radial, one triangular, one waning. So it lets you change the stat makeup of your weapon because you can use different blood gems. Huh. Blood gems haven't seemed super substantial yet. Like, I don't... I've got a whole bunch of one category of them. I, I, yeah, so blood gems, pr- the, the good blood gems primarily come out of chalices. Okay. Like, like I've got a, a, I think a there's mound one that's like, of ones that are, like, not really... One, that, one percent yeah. stamina or whatever. Yeah. It, uh, what I... What I... What the, what the, the systems geek in me wants is, like, an anvil somewhere where I can, like smash a bunch of those into one that is slightly better and then just like keep doing that over and over again until i get one that is uh one that is good instead of a bunch that are bad so i guess yeah, you could get you could get a blood gem that's like from a from a harder chalice that's like physical attack up 27 percent or something nice yeah they they become very substantial but that would be the same category the same shape i guess because my axe right now has the two that are the same shape and then the third one right because you've just got the normal one i guess well i mean this is just something for me to to discover but uh yeah yeah is that the 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 two base shapes the, the the two shapes that match um are those like are those overpowered by different shapes or are they just more powerful versions of the same shape uh, the, so it's just, I think there are, th- what, three or four different shapes of gem, and they stack with each other, but you only have so many slots. Mm. It's like, like gems would, in Diablo. Would it be better to have, like, I guess it would always be a trade-off, but, like, would it be better to have the three different shape one over the, the one that's two and a, two and a, a different one? Yeah, it just depends. Yeah. And also gems get multiple effects at higher levels. Mm. Like, you could get one that's, like you know, bolt damage up 25% and then also can recover three HP a second. Whoa. All right. So I can just stand somewhere and, and uh, get back up to full. I had, I had one that was like, as long as I'm over 97% health or something, I deal 20% more damage on my gun, which anyway, that's uh, this is, this game is opening up a lot to me except for in the base game where i have no idea where to go because everything is like check out the check out that forest dead ends so when you when you say forest you don't forbidden just mean woods the part with the trees you mean the part with the trees plus the, the like the three or four uh city squares plus 
the the more more area with more trees after it because there's a town in the middle of the woods cemetery on the side of the cliff overlooking the ocean yeah there's a lot in there the there's one part that is just like uh, an entire mansion that you poke through and then you come out at the yeah there's a dude with a cannon cannon there's a lot of stuff in that town like i i feel like i've scraped it clean the only place i can see anything being is the the very first part where there's like 50 dudes with guns and like 10 dogs but like i clean that out like maybe there's an extra i don't know what to tell you there and then you get through and then you go up the the winding uh have you met a big pig yet yes not not in this not in not in uh not in um not in the, the town then not in the sewers <laughs> in the forest have you met any pigs in the forest I've not met any pigs in the forest have you met any snakes in the forest i don't think so huh. you've got a lot of forest left i i have no idea where that could be well we can play co-op All right. we'll figure it out cool um I've been playing some video games. Yeah. I've also not been playing Bloodborne. I played, uh, I finished Robotics Notes. Mm-hmm. Um, it was okay. It was good. It was not, it did not rise to the level of Chaos Child or Steins Gate. Mm. I was glad I read it. It did not feel like optional, like the spinoffs. It just wasn't quite as good. But it was very shonen mecha anime, and I, that's not a genre I love. It's more in that world, if that's what you're... Well, and it doesn't feel optional. Like, this is a, you know, direct plot continuation. Um, It very much felt like a sequel to Chaos Child, or Chaos Head. Hmm. Um, Where, like, this is the first game in this franchise that I feel like, no, Chaos Chaos Head no longer optional. This would not make sense without Chaos Head. Which is weird, because Chaos Child, the direct sequel to Chaos Head, did not feel that way. Um, yeah, but like, recommend if you like science adventure, you'll like this. It is more plot. It's yep. got the characters you like in it. Got got to do some cool. Followed followed uh, Daru and Karisu on Twitter. That was fun. <laughs> they 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 do they make some good tweets. Oh no, it's it's Twipo, not Twitter. My mistake. Oh, you mean in game? I thought you meant like. Oh yeah, yeah, in game. Cool. Yeah. Uh, that so the the branching system in this game is based on whose tweets you reply to. Huh. All right. Did I talk about 13 Sentinels? I know I said it was great. It's still great. I still haven't finished it. I, it's quite long, uh, but it is really, really good. I want to know more about it. I don't really have a clear picture. Yeah. I think that yeah. you, I think they're shying away from giving a clear picture because it is very it spoilable. Or, yeah. But apparently um, it's good. And there's toast. It is really good. Uh, I played Dragon Quest Builders. Have you played Dragon Quest Builders? I've seen it. I So dragon dragon quest builders yeah is like minecraft but it's third person not first person and it is plot driven you are just you're building up a town uh so it, it's it's a sequel to the original dragon quest mm-hmm. which i don't know if you've played uh yes but not in the original dragon quest when you get to the dragon lord he says uh you've you've done well to get this far join me and I will give you half of this realm and we will rule it half and half together. And uh, if you say yes, it's usually it's just a game over <laughs> or it sends you back to the to the inn and says you had a terrible nightmare. Something like that, depending <laughs> on which version you played. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders 
is a sequel to the ending where the hero in Dragon Quest said yes to that offer. And now there are two Dark Lords. <laughs> All right. And uh, you've got to... So the this this Dark Lord this and the Dragon Lord, their, their reign of terror has deprived humanity of the ability to create anything at all hmm. people don't even know how to build like they don't know how to make anything in the world i don't know how like they cook because they don't know how to do that either Just eat um, yeah and you are the builder a legendary hero who is said to no you're explicitly not a hero the the goddess says just so you know you're not a hero because she <laughs> saw how that went last time <laughs> and so you run around and basically minecraft it up but you're doing quests. Somebody will like, hey, I need this item. Build this item. And everything that you put in your town, every improvement you make up to, your, to you make to your town increases the level of the town. The town has its own experience bar. You fill it up with buildings and decorations and the buildings and all sorts of things. Uh, there are bosses. The combat is is hack and slashy like a Diablo. I learned the Zelda spin attack. So that was good. It's just... If you wish Minecraft had a little more structure to it, this is the game for you. How do they get around the problem where, like, the reason you can't really do quests in Minecraft is because if you've got, like, a a, a dragon to fight so that you can get the treasure chest, you can just uh-huh. dig straight down, dig straight over, dig straight up into the treasure chest. They are much more aggressive with bedrock. Okay. Just like so, like it's not. Yeah, so the game was like, you need to go get some coal, uh, and I was like, oh, I'll just like dig straight down, and I like dug four blocks down and hit bedrock. So I was like, oh, okay, I need to actually find a cave with a mine in it, and that is generated out in the world somewhere. I think the world is actually not generated. I think the world is uh, bespoke. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like if I had played the original Dragon Quest, I would probably be getting a lot of references because I find like. Dark Souls style notes from NPCs around the world <laughs> about their last horrifying moments, and I'm like, boy, I bet these are characters from the original Dragon Quest. I don't know who any of them are, so like, okay. Good. I found a castle with a ghost in it, and I'm guessing that that ghost is one of the original characters. Maybe mm-hmm. not. I'm guessing that the that castle is in a place that makes some sort of sense if I had familiarity with the original world map, mm-hmm. but I don't. Um, I tried to build a bridge out of blocks, just like do the one block mm-hmm. bridge where you just look down and place a block in midair over and over and, uh, to an island. And I hit an invisible wall and it's like, there's an enchantment preventing you from leaving <laughs> this island right now. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's So fair. it is, it is much more aggressively moderated yeah. than Minecraft in the interest of making it a good adventure, mm-hmm. but it's fun. That's I good. like it. I feel like what I am looking for in a Minecraft, though, is just, like, switch on the part of my brain that, uh, I don't know, really, really likes repetitive tasks and incremental oh, progress. Oh, yeah, you, in life. you can do that. Like, I could have just stripped mine to the world. I haven't. I've been very careful about trying to preserve the terrain of the world because it looks like it's intentionally made. Hmm. But if I wanted to, I could just, like, beat down every mountain and flatten everything. It is fun to see the little world is you know, populated with little Dragon Quest slimes. Ha. You can go and beat up. Uh, I killed a giant scorpion. Is there a rocket slime? Uh, monsters stage raids on your town. Had to fight a big old skeleton bo- boss. He was he was a bo- guy who attacked my town. Uh, building up your town's defense is a thing. I made, a, like, a spike pit. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 
what what are those things called um pitfall no well it's it's a big wall with a bunch of spikes in front of it palisade yeah that's what i think i think that's what it is that's that that was what i was thinking but i wasn't sure if that was the right word the 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 2020 hyundai palisade (laughs) i saw one of those i thought that's yeah it's a weird anyway concept to evoke in your car yeah Anyway, Dragon Quest Builders. I th- I hear the second one is better, but uh, I want to go- I'm waiting to import my save data from the first into the second. Oh, can you? What uh, what carries over? Um, I believe you get some exclusive uh, furniture and stuff that you couldn't get otherwise. All right. Based on designs from the original Dragon Quest, because the uh, Dra- Dragon Quest Builders two is based on the bad end from Dragon Quest Builders two from Dragon Quest two, I think something like that. I know that unlike in the first one, you have an NPC companion in two. Mm-hmm. And you work together to build, but the NPC companion in Dragon Quest Builders 2 is named, um, uh, what's, what's his name? Malroth, who is the name, what is the name of the final boss from the original Dragon Quest 2? So he is in some way related to that game's final boss. Mm. And that's, I guess, a central mystery because they've shared a name. Uh, I also started playing, I, I decided the memes are dead. I'm going to play Amnesia, a machine for pigs. <laughs> it said I had played for half an hour. So at some point I must have booted this up, but I don't remember ever playing it. But maybe I opened it and then closed it. Uh, I the, liked the, the original Steam Amnesia. Stall. There's a new one that just came out. I haven't played it. This one is not made by the same team as the other two. It was made by the Chinese Room, which made Dear Esther before mm. this. And everyone's gone to the rapture after this. Uh, the Chinese Room is not good at making horror game. This, the play of this game removes most of the features from Amnesia, like sanity as a mechanic, for example. There's there's no none of that. There's no health, as far as I can tell. Uh, the puzzles are nonsensical. Like I just started using a guide because it was like, oh, the solution was to go to this room and walk up to one of these ten paintings and pull on it because that one's a secret door. And also, we, there's no there's no signaling on that at all. You just gotta sort of, like, rub yourself against everything. And that's some adventure game garbage that I am not here for. It's like, rub everything against everything else. Yeah. Um, it, I, I'm, I'm, I think a third of the way through. It's supposed to be very short. Mm-hmm. I have not seen a single monster. I have not seen a single enemy. I have had a th- thousand audio track jump scares where it just plays like a loud sound to scare you and nothing has happened it's mm. just like oh just just so you know we're play, playing a horror game we're here to make you scared hope you jumped because i'm like congrats video game like a paper bag can startle you if you're not paying it <laughs> like if someone walks up behind you and pops a paper bag you will also be startled like that is not scary that is just annoying yeah, playing a loud sound uh, out of, suddenly out of nowhere is not horror. Anyway, not a fan of this game. Hmm. Not a good game. You should play. I yeah. would not feed any more pigs into this machine. And I heard the new one is really good, so I want to try that. But you want to import your save file so that you can get some unique uh, mm, furniture, unique, <laughs> unique job scares. <laughs> What's really interesting to me is the new one has a lot of outdoor sequences in broad daylight, and I'm really curious how they make being out in the sun, just like clear sight lines in every direction. How do they make that scary? I mean, it's pretty scary in uh, in, in Demon Souls. <laughs> Demon Souls, you're never out in the uh, number one. Demon scares not Demon Souls not scary. <laughs> number two, Excuse Demon me. Souls, you're never just like in a big field. Those dragons are very scary. Those dragons are annoying. I literally like. 
in my demon souls play i ended up calling a person to help me ha. kill one of those dragons that was just like an np not not even a boss it was just like sitting on a on a thing breathing fire mm-hmm. and it was really annoying to run past and like my 30th try i'm like i'm just gonna call somebody in to co-op this with me to kill this dragon because my build is not good to do killing this dragon yep and i'm tired of having to do this stupid dance with him every single time that i want to get into this door mm. and some guy with a bow showed up and shot him in the head and he died and i was like okay good cool was that somebody Thank you that was that was on the, the homebrew server right was that somebody who just had like a yes yeah a, a, an arrow of deal five trillion damage no it took him like it took him more than one arrow okay. but it was very fast he was just built to uh be able to kill that dragon really well um, whereas, uh, I was playing a wizard and my magic did not have the range to hit the dragon. Hmm. I had a, so. I had a multiplayer experience in Bloodborne where I got called in to old Yarnum where the, the gunner was hostile. Yeah, he's got a chain gun. Yep. And I got a, a mini gun. I managed to stand. I don't know if this was actually helping, but <laughs> it seemed like I was, it, it, like it was. I I, uh, I stood on the other side of a fence in plain sight so that he was just constantly shooting me over and over again, but I wasn't taking Have damage. Have you killed that guy? Not in my world. Okay. Well, <laughs> maybe you can still make friends. Uh, well, we'll see. Um, yeah. And, uh, and then the, the host managed to just traverse the entire rest of the zone without getting shot at because he was only paying attention to me. Yeah. Uh, and then the host got up. And then died. <laughs> I, I like that zone. I like the, like, gotta find cover aspect of Old Yarnum. Yeah. Uh, there's a good version of that zone in uh, Dark Souls 3, mm. which is, I think, a li- which I think is a little better. Oh, the the swamp? Like, no, the, it's in the DLC. The giant with the, with, with the bow? Uh, yes, but it's not the same. There is a, D- in the DLC, there's a thing that's much closer. Mm. Cool. Not no guns though, uh, I bet. No. Anyway, that's all I got, which means that we're at the end of this episode, unless you've got more to, to talk about. I would recommend Thirteen Sentinels, Aegis Rim. Yeah. I'm interested. I don't know. Tell you what. November twenty first, yep. the border opens. <laughs> uh quarantine for two weeks before then. Just mail me the disc. Uh, I'm still playing it. Strap it to a turtle. Send him north. I don't know if you've heard, but our our post office has been compromised. <laughs> that's why. That's why. I that's why I suggested the turtle. Well, thank you to our Patreon backers. Yeah, you can go to All Father Productions on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/AllFatherProductions to back us there if you like our inane ramblings. Hey, speak for yourself. My ramblings were very inane. If you want to get in contact with us, email us contact at redpagespodcast.com. If you want to play Bloodborne with us, I guess back us at the $2 level. And then come into Slack and just say, hey, I want to play Bloodborne. <laughs> yep. Join the Dark Pages podcast uh, uh, channel. The I guess... now retired podcast, Dark Pages podcast. But it, it, it lives on as a place, uh, as a channel to talk about from soft games. Like Sekiro. Correct. Yeah, boy, that game is so good. It's much better than Dar- than, uh, than uh, Bloodborne. Hmm. I'm, uh, Bloodborne's grown on me. Bloodborne has a stronger back half than front half, I think. Yeah. I have no idea. You're not even halfway. You're not even halfway. I have no idea how stats work. No idea how stats work. Just... So, uh, neither did I. I was given advice on stats when I first started. So was I, but I forgot. 
I was given advice by uh, Jeremy Greer of uh, the um, what's what's Duckfeed.tv mm-hmm. podcast network. Who I was on his podcast ages ago, years ago, probably at this point. He said to me, uh, "Pick the hunter's axe and only put points into strength until you're at like fifty points, because 50. that is enough to carry the entire game." And I was like, "Okay." And then I had a really hard time. So thanks <laughs> thanks jeremy your your advice was not wrong in retrospect but i was very bad and also i had there there was a vicar amelia healed faster than i could do damage mm. which was very frustrating you know what is just great you know what is just great is playing multiplayer where everybody in the party has the flamethrower and fighting a boss that <laughs> is weak to fire so gets, he just gets stun locked yep so yep. good i did yep. i did a whole fight just doing that while the host like stood at the back and i guess just didn't know how to contribute <laughs> it yep. was like you hold down forward on the uh on the left stick hold down right trigger occasionally press up on the d-pad to turn your health into more bullets yep and just like anyway <laughs> we're done here yep uh you want to play some bloodborne absolutely <laughs> all right keep on truckle <laughs>